Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to another edition of The Wrap Up. The Raptors Republic live post game show Welcome. that happens. That was me and another tab that happens uh, after every Raptors game here on YouTube and on Twitter and Twitch and all the good places. Um, I'm Oren Weisfeld. I'm alone today. My co host just left me in the dirt on a Saturday night to do this alone. Um, you know, I had lots of other plans I had to cancel in order to do this. So this is for the viewers, this is for the fans. Um, no, but. In all seriousness, kind of happy I stayed in because that was an unbelievable Raptors Heat game. The Raptors obviously lost 112-109 to the Miami Heat, but an amazing game. I guess you could call it amazing. Um, it was it was certainly a game. So usually we tend to start these podcasts or video podcasts. Hello to our um, podcast listeners as well. I didn't forget about you. But yeah, usually we start these at the end and and kind of talk about what happened in order to win or lose at the end. And then we work our way backwards. I'm going to start at the beginning because the Raptors came into the gate really flat tonight. And, you know, they they came into Miami apparently at 4 a.m. last night after playing Brooklyn, losing to Brooklyn last night. And so it was a really flat start on the second night of a back to back. And that was like. I tweeted about it like that was unacceptable. Like if you're a team that wants to kind of take this jump towards contention and you you want to say that, yeah, yeah, we have way more depth this season. We're a really deep team this season. All the stuff that everyone, including the Raptors, said at the beginning of uh, preseason and camp, you just can't come out and, and do that first half and play like that. And I'm not saying you have to win every game. Many people pointed out that they're not going to win every game. They're not going to win every back to back. It's about giving effort and playing with some execution of the game plan and just like being smart. And and just like that's why we've grown to love the Raptors over this era is because like every night they come and compete and, and they give a good effort and they give like a good entertaining game. And they just didn't do that in the first half. So it was a little upsetting. But, you know, full credit to them because they came out of that third quarter Fred takes his fifth foul right when the when the third quarter starts on a iffy play um, on the Kyle Lowry three that, you know, it, it was shaky. And, in, and and they were visibly upset. Like you could see the body language of the Raptors, especially after that foul and going down that much. They were visibly like not happy with how the game was going. And I thought there was a pretty good chance they were just going to throw in the towel um the the bench was going to come in pretty quick and and it was just going to be one of those nights instead like they showed a, a lot of just mental fortitude and just like sticking together in the second half that they played um and especially it, it really started when christian coloco and um who was it uh gave vincent got into like or was it martin was it one of the martin twins someone someone tell me who it was in the chat please um 
when they got into it and they both got ejected, which I'll talk about more later in terms of the ejections, like that's when the Raptors really got sparked and went on this huge, huge run. And it was also nice to see the Raptors just kind of like rally behind their rookie and um, Caleb Martin. Yes. Screw Caleb Martin. Um, Cause he's also the guy who pushed Scotty in the back last year uh, when, and, and almost injured Scotty. And this was just an unnecessary play to pick on a rookie. Um, but anyways, the Raptors like really took that and used it to their advantage. It lit a fire in them and, and they went on a huge run to end this game and made it like a three-point game. Like they legitimately had a chance to send this to overtime and win it. So look, I was critical on Twitter of the Raptors, the way they started this game. And I think I think it was fair to be. I don't think I don't think they can afford in this Eastern Conference to have starts like that, even on the second night of a back-to-back, even traveling. Like you just can't afford it in this league. However, like I'm I'm really encouraged ultimately by the way that the game ended. And I'm going to talk about some reasons why. So, by the way, for our YouTube viewers, like I will highlight comments. I'm trying to produce this and talk at the same time, but I'll highlight comments best I can. And I'll answer questions best I can. So, definitely do that. This is the box score. I hope you can see it. Let's talk about like I guess the biggest reason I think to be encouraged is because if the Raptors ever figure out their defense, which they've shown spurts of definitely in the fourth quarter, even the third quarter, like the second half of this game last night, they did it in the last five minutes against Brooklyn. They really locked in on defense, looked great. Same with against Cleveland. It was the last five minutes that the defense locked in. However, otherwise, the defense just hasn't been very good this season. Too many breakdowns, bad screen navigations, bad transition defense, bad defensive rebounding at times. Um, and the rotations just aren't quick enough. So the defensive part hasn't been figured out yet. However, we know with the t- the players on this team and the coach that Nick is, like they're going to eventually get towards that top 10 defense. I think the big question with everyone going into this season was the offense, right? And... That's why I think we have to be encouraged is because this is a good Miami Heat defense, right? That was a good Cleveland Cavaliers defense. And what we've seen so far through three games is Siakam really looks like a superstar on offense to the point where in this game, all night, the Raptors were generating good looks off really simple actions, whether it was a Siakam post up into a double and then uh, Siakam would just pass it to a guy on the perimeter for an open three. Or it was the Siakam Fred Van Vliet ghost screen, which would lead either to Siakam having a lane to the rim or a Van Vliet three or the next pass ahead being an open three. Either way, the Heat just did not know how to guard Siakam in single coverage. Even though it wasn't Siakam's best shooting night, they didn't feel comfortable doing it in single coverage. And as soon as the help shaded towards Siakam, it was just bam, 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 like not only was Siakam making the right read, his teammates were making that extra pass as well to get like really, really clean, mostly three-point looks, but like really clean looks. And Gary saw a few of them rim out. Precious saw a few of them rim out. But I'm really encouraged by the offense and the way it looks because of really because of how Pascal looks and credit the team, the players and the coaches for how much they're just running through him. Um, because it, it takes a lot for a Fred VanVleet to be like, okay, I'm okay being off ball. And he's, he's shown that he's willing to do that this season. And, uh, 
to a lesser extent, same with some of the other guys. So yeah, like I'm really encouraged by, by uh, again, the offense and yeah. Okay. Again, here's the box score. Siakam finished the game with 23-8-9. OG and Gary, again, didn't have great games. I know Gary had 23 points, but those were just really wide-open looks created mostly by Siakam. And he had some silly defensive plays in this one. Just not good enough from OG and Gary offensively for OG and defensively for Gary. However, the other reason I think we should be encouraged with this game is just the bench. Like another, like, again, I was getting hate on that tweet. Um, I'm going to pull up my own tweet shamelessly because I just want to show people like how, how much hate it was getting. Um, I got ratioed, I guess this is what the kids are saying. 30 comments of people being like, how can you, mostly the comments were like, how can you hate on the depth when Boucher and that and uh, Otto Porter are both sitting with injuries, right? And the other comments were, well, the Raptors have never had scoring off the bench, so why are you acting like it's going to be different? First of all, I didn't say scoring. I said good depth. And second of all, when it comes to like injuries on the bench, you're never going to have 15 healthy players. Guys have to step up. That's what deep teams do. Like They have a system, and guys can step into that system, and it's a next-man-up mentality when the Raptors have had deep teams That's how it's been. You're never going to have all your bench guys healthy at the same time. That's the reality of the league. So like I was just and and scoring. I also think that's a disingenuous argument to be like, oh, the Raptors don't have any scoring off the bench. Why are you acting like it's different this year? Like you're right. The Raptors aren't built to have a bench that's full of scorers. However, their starting five are full of good scorers and they they uh, substitute them and they like spread them apart. What's the word I'm looking for? Um, they stagger their minutes with that in mind, with the fact that the starting five are the main scorers in mind. This isn't a team that brings a bench mob of five guys in. So I'm not asking for scoring off the bench. I'm asking for solid play off the bench. And we really saw bad play off the bench in uh, the Brooklyn loss. However, like tonight, I was really encouraged. Let's talk about Precious Achua. First of all, I got, yeah, let's talk about Precious. Um, He finished with 18, including two made threes, 11 rebounds, and like the defense that we've been known from him. But he's, I honestly think that was one of the best games of Precious's career. Like after two terrible games to start the season, the way he did it, the way he scored in particular, is different than what we've seen from him last year when it was just he was a play finisher. In this case, he 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 created a lot of the advantages himself, just like end a shot clock, using his strength to get into like into the paint and then a couple like floater type shots. And then this one in transition that I'll pull up was was something he's been doing in preseason, but like the the grab and go stuff that uh, he just seems so much more comfortable, first of all, putting the ball on the floor and, and like dribbling in transition and be finishing, which we know he's not a great at rim finisher for most of his career, but it's slowly improving here. He finishes through hero's contact and he gives them the two small that uh, hero gave to him earlier in the game. Uh, but yeah, let's see it again. Like again, he's been doing this, these Euro steps uh, at full speed in transition and then finishing. So, it's really good to see Precious just fi- finally bounce back and have the first good season game of his career. I thought Thad Young 
played well in the second half as well. And then Malachi Flynn played well when he, he got his minutes um, because Banton wasn't very good. He shot two for four from three. So it's really good to see Malachi back. Even Coloco, who I guess might as well talk about this now as well. This silly, silly play. Um, Coloco was, you know, he's a rookie, and it wasn't, again, his best game. But the fact that he can even give them minutes at this point in his career is pretty encouraging. Now, I just want to talk about this play because it's bullshit. Like, oh, I swore and, and they're going to get mad at me. It's okay. Like, in the NBA now, as soon as there's any skirmish, the refs feel like they need to throw everyone involved in the skirmish out, which all stems from, like, the malice in the palace and, like, cleaning up the image of the NBA, like, bullshit again. But this is like if there's one instigator and the other person isn't an instigator, how how can you treat them equally? Like what kind of message does that send treating the instigator equally as a rookie? Like I I get that Coloco had some contact here, but literally he's holding on to him so that because he's getting tackled to the ground. Like if he doesn't hold on to him, then he's just putting himself in a more unsafe position and. Again, if if there aren't seats here to cushion Coloco's fall, this could be a really dangerous play. You can't tackle a man on the hardwood. Like, that's a really dangerous play. You can hit your head. So I think Caleb Martin should have just gotten uh, thrown out. Maybe Coloco hit him with one technical, but not two. And and honestly, Martin should probably, like, get suspended for this play because he's the instigator and it's an unsafe play. So... That's about all I have to say about that. I thought the refereeing in this game, again, not going to get too too into it, but how do I say this? Just like, I guess I guess the whistle all night was just very soft, like, and really both ways. Like, look, these teams combined for, let me, let me check this out right now. We'll go to team stats. They combined for 28 and 27 free throws. Um, so someone who's good at math, that's a good 55 free throws in a game. And I just felt like the ref, the, the whistle was a little too light tonight and it was just blowing at will. Um, and maybe that's how something like that. No, I, I guess not. I, I guess that's a separate thing. I just think they messed up on that one. And um Martin should have been tossed and probably not Coloco. But again, um, what else do we want to talk about? Let's let me just look at my notes real quick. Mm -hmm. Some dead air. That's what they say to do on solo pods. Just have dead air. No, I'll take I'll take some listener questions if we have any. Um, But yeah, I mean. I'll, I'll look for listener questions in the meantime, though. I guess just maybe it's becoming a bit of a not a not a pattern yet. But, uh, you know, Pascal is really doing everything he can. And I think we all thought this year would be different in terms of it would be more of a team effort. And uh, guys would really step up one night, this guy, one night, the next guy and help Pascal. Um you know, to, to just get these wins and it hasn't happened. Like OG and Gary have been largely disappointing. I think these last two games, just OG, I've been pretty disappointed as someone who like really hyped him up this off season. 
But when he's been putting the ball on the floor, he just does not look comfortable. He looked really good in the Cavs game. Last two games, though, when he puts the ball on the floor, he just looks overwhelmed at, at the attention he gets, really. And then, and then, yeah, like he's not comfortable putting the ball on the floor and driving to the rim and stopping and then assessing his options. The game, I don't know if, if it's moving too fast for him, but yeah, he's had a lot of turnovers, even like a couple travels this year. Um, because I guess, I guess he just, the ball finds him and he just is like flabbergasted. And then with Gary, it's a bad shot selection at times, like where he maybe hasn't had the ball for a little while and he just jacks up a bad, a a, a long three or like a contested mid range jumper and defensively too many mistakes for Gary for the fact that he's had a year plus now to, to learn this defense. But Towards the end of the game, they definitely got the formula right where the ball was in Pascal's hands and they were just running Pascal actions or Fred Pascal actions. And then Gary or OG were just in positions to finish plays. That's what they have to do if they really want, you know, at the end of games when they really want to win. Here's an example of that. Like this is the ghost screen uh, I referenced earlier where Fred is kind of pretending to set a screen here, but really he just flares out. They they don't read it quick enough, so they double Siakam, and then it's a swing to, it's just a swing to Gary for, uh, for the open three. I'm not sure what the second play is, but we can see it right here. Probably, yeah. Oh, this is yeah. They did it against Cleveland the exact same thing. Okay. Shout out to Emmett for that one. All right, that's that's enough. That's enough film review for me. Um, I'm almost at 20 minutes, which I told myself if I get there alone, like I'm a hero. So that's really what that's. I have pretty low standards for myself. Um, let me I, I, I haven't seen questions in the chat. However, like it, it's hard to it's hard to find the question marks as I talk. How do you feel about all these tough games to start the season? It's probably for the best for the Raptors to get a string of tough games um just because you're gonna learn more against about yourself uh against good teams like i said with the offense i think they learned a lot about how they can play through siakam even against a good defense and have really good results and that that's good the only thing is like i said about the beginning of the game you can't take halves off against good teams in this eastern conference they took quarters off against the Nets also last night and, and it burned them. So now they're one and two because they just haven't been able to string together 48 minutes. I know that's like an easy answer, but if the Raptors were able to string together anywhere near 48 minutes of the way they've looked to close games, these last three games, they would be three and oh right now. Like the only reason these games have been close is because they've taken large segments off and just not competed hard enough or the bench has been really bad in some cases. And yeah, so I think in general, it's good. Um, has Malachi earned more minutes? Yeah. Like there was no reason ever to freak out about Malachi. He got injured. You're not going to throw an injured guy in without any rhythm, right in the first game of the season or anything. Delano kind of earned those first minutes, but Fred Malachi was always going to get his chance in a game like this, where Banton just wasn't really affecting the offense. And yeah, I think he earned a, a few more minutes. Again, like those two are both going to get more opportunities to, and it's going to be matchup dependent. It's going to depend on who plays well and stuff like that. But like, yeah, Malachi, he shot the ball well, which is really what they want from him is to finish those plays and just be solid defensively. And he, he did both of those things tonight. Um, 
heat bench suspension. I'm really not sure if they, I don't care, honestly. Uh, even if they do, it's going to be like the 12th and 15th man. It's not like Jimmy came off the bench or anything. So why do we, why do we as Raptors fans really care what happens to the heat bench? Um, our starting five needs that intensity from the start. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's fair. Or I, I think it's also like, if you look at the numbers, they've been good through two games, the starting fives, but the bench has not had the intensity at different moments. So it's on the whole team to just have intensity throughout the game. Um, because obviously when things are, are, it's not crunching time, the Raptors have shown that they can be really intense and really aggressive and really good. But at other times they've just shown that they can be really bad. Like the first half of the game was about as bad as I've seen the Raptors since Tampa Bay, like for sure. That's how bad they were. So we just can't have that. But yeah. Let's see. Any other comments? We do, like, don't get me wrong. It, it would be nice to have Boucher and um, Otto Porter back and see this full team um, to the point will depth be an issue. Like, it'd be nice to have those guys back. But again, you're always going to have a Nick here and a Knack there. Like, Scotty is injured and he might not be back next game. And that just, stuff just happens in the NBA. Guys miss a couple games here and there. Um but I really think it's too early to tell if depth will be an issue this year. Like I don't like the argument that I've seen on Twitter that the Raptors bench through two or three games is last in the league in scoring. Like I already explained how they're going to be low in scoring because the starters do the scoring for this team. That's how this, that's how the roster is constructed. Would it be nice to have guys finish more plays like precious did today and Flynn did today? Yeah, of course. But like that, they're never going to be a top 10 scoring bench because that's just not how it is. However, they could be a top 10 net rating bench, which is really the goal. If they play good defense, if they take care of the ball and don't turn it over, if they're good in transition, all those things. So it's too early for me to tell. I believe in Thad Young. I think he's a really good connective player. Chris Boucher is a really good player. Um, you know, I think between Delano and malachi that's still a question if those guys can give you enough backup point guard minutes that you really trust but if not you can solve that at the deadline like there are backup point guards in the league um but yeah thad Otto porter boucher um who, who am i forgetting here precious who again if he's gonna play like he did today that's a huge thing to have off the bench as your sixth man if precious is gonna do that consistently like it's not going to be every night we know this but if, if he's going to do this pretty consistently um the raptors that that's good depth right there so it's too early to tell about the depth i understand why people are a little worried about it but let's give it like a 10 game sample size before we start freaking out about it um why so much freaking threes because that's what the heat's defense was giving up like when you hear guys say i took what the defense gave us after the game this is what they meant like the, the heat's defense was surrendering wide open threes and the raptors should take those every single time it was they could have legit won this game if gary and precious like knocked a few more of those open threes down unfortunately it didn't go that way um, but you got to take open threes if that's what the defense is giving you. And, and again, like Pascal was really just dishing and, and creating those. And that's really the best shot in basketball is an open three. Like 
I understand throughout the course of the game, you want to get to the rim and all these things, but if it, if you, man, I'm getting tired. You want to get to the rim, but yeah, if you don't have to, and if you're already seeing so much help, just a couple steps towards the paint, like Pascal was tonight, then, and you, and you can find guys for, for threes off of that. Then like, you don't need to get to, to force the issue getting to the rim if the defense is going to play you like that. So I'm really not upset about that. Any word on Scotty's injury? Only that, like, they said on the broadcast that they did an x-ray at the game and it was negative. Um, but it, it looks like, I guess, an ankle sprain, right? So those can last long even if there's no breakage or anything there. We will see. I have no information. Um, all right. Scotty's been really good to start the season. Really happy with him. Way more locked in defensively than we saw last season. And I mean, the play where he got injured. Let me see if I can pull this up. Um, he jumped over Tyler Hero. Like, I don't know if I don't know if people noticed this, but he literally he literally did a, a what's it called? Um a Vince Carter in the Olympics, if people remember that, where where he jumped over like that seven foot. I don't know if that guy was like French or something, um, but Scotty jumped over Tyler Hero in this play where he got injured. And oof. okay, I got I gotta find this for the viewers, man. I gotta find this for the viewers. Maybe not, guys. I'm sorry to do this to you. Anyone have a video? Alright. Can't find it. Anyways, that was a ridiculous play that he got injured on. Um, the fact that he just like took the guy off the dribble. There was three seconds off the sh- on the shot clock. Somehow got all the way to the rim. Um, and jumped over Tyler Hero, who fouled him, and finished and shot the free throw. Like that was that was remarkable. Um, but anyways, I think Scotty's been really good to start this season. I've been I've been happy with him. But really, look, the story to start this season has been Pascal Siakam. Um, he didn't even have a good shooting night tonight. And if you look at the box score, you're not going to be impressed. But all of the Heat's attention and eyes were towards him all game. And the Raptors didn't have to do anything special to get like amazing offensive looks all game because that much attention was on Siakam and he's become such a good passer. And guys know how to play off him now so well that the Raptors just have a simple, good offense um, just based off Siakam's attention. And yeah, teams are going to adjust and we'll see how Siakam adjusts to those adjustments. But um that's that's the biggest takeaway this season that was the biggest takeaway this game so again thanks so much for tuning in to me alone and my ugly face i appreciate it we will be back on monday with not just myself i think all four of the wrap-up boys are going to be here monday so you have to tune into that one it's going to be it's going to be crazy things are gonna whoo there might be some fights it might be it might be unreal there might be some kissing we don't know but uh that's also going to be the second heat game so that's also going to be a good game i expect it to be more defensive oriented one how many more injuries over under on two um i'm not entirely sure but 
yeah, it's going to be one of those ones. So tune in Monday. We will be here on YouTube. Always like and subscribe Raptors Republic YouTube channel. Subscribe to Raptors Republic website where you can get great editorial content. And yeah, thanks so much for tuning in. See you.